You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to 2022, Sid Talk. Well, thanks. The future. Well, it's the now. <laughs> the now. Also the past. It, it started already many hours ago. It did. I was going to do party noises, you know, like streamers and stuff, but I don't know how to make those noises with my mouth. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's a bit tacky. So let's not do that. Welcome to 2022 listeners. We're going to review some movies for you this year. What's the before the after the show discussion before we start? Not a lot, really. Not a lot. So let's get on to it. <laughs> I mean, that's marriage, children, if you're, if you're wanting to know advice. Sometimes you're just doing your own things, and then magic happens. All right, it's Saturday, January the 1st. This is after the show 717. We're a movie review podcast, and each week we review a movie. This week we're looking at the movie Antlers. Last week I said it was Christmas-themed, but after watching it, it wasn't really Christmas-themed. It is not, and I think you should say that it's January 1st, 2021. Two. I said, it, <laughs> I said 2022, didn't I? You didn't. You just said it's January 1st, and I was... Oh, I I'm wrote still, 2021 on the sheet. I'm still stuck in the past. It's 2022. Woo! All right. We're catching up. We're catching up. We're good. 2022. We're yeah, this movie is not a Christmas movie. Uh, it is say. not. Oh, no. No. So the movie is Antlers. It's released on Blu-ray the 4th of January, so you'll be able to pick this up this week. It's rated R, and it's from our friends at Disney and Fox who sent us a copy for review. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of the movie Antlers. Oh my. Are we spoiling in the... Nope, not in the synopsis, no. Okay. Um, a boy is living with a terrible, horrible secret. All right. I'll give you the one off the box. You ready? Mm-hmm. In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with an enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters. That's fair. Couldn't be any more vague. Boy with a secret, though. I was right. You were right. You watched the movie and understood what it was about. (laughs) I did. Well done. I'm great. Well done, well done. So the first movie of the year, Antlers, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. The end? The end! (laughs) I mean... It is a bit weird, you know? It's one of those. Yeah. Where you're like, it's very rooted in reality. It looks really nice. I think it looks really good anyway. I mean, it's kind of grungy and it's got that realistic vibe, you know? Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. You know what I'm saying? And then you get hit with the like, oh, oh, that's happening? Is that, is this, uh, uh, you know, it's a little confusing. Before we talk, let's say... There will be some spoilers, because it's hard to talk about this movie without saying what the main thing is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I offered spoiler options, and you said no. But that was a synopsis. In the actual movie review, we, we can do spoilers. Okay. The poster might give something away, but then again, it might not. You might just think it's a Christmas movie. Mm. Antlers. Horror film? Yes. I would tick the box of a horror film. Definitely. Mystery, drama, that kind of thing. So... Let me say what I thought. I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty effective. It's very small and contained. Feels like an episode of The X-Files. Yeah. You mentioned The X-Files. Yep. 
Because there's lots of flashlights in the dark. Yeah. And I could imagine Mulder and Scully trying to solve this exact mystery and it playing out the same way. Oh, yeah. And they might have done this particular myth. Yeah. The myth is the Wendigo. I've played a video game very recently that also dealt in the same myth. I just had a look. There are many movies, horror stories Mm. that use this. What is it, the Wendigo? You can explain it better than me. The Wendigo is a Native American legend myth type of thing. And the story is that a long time ago, a man was in the forest or on a mountain. I think it's told different ways, but the way this guy told it was he eventually, because he was starving, turned to cannibalism. And that was sort of like the spirits or whoever, the spirit of greed kind of turned him into or created this creature that sort of symbolizes greed. Like you want to survive at the cost of whatever around you. You will consume like glut. There's no limit to what you'll do to get what you want. And so now it manifests itself in people who are sort of greedy for something. So we have a person addicted to making meth and we have a guy who's not confronting his past. We have a child who... Innocent child, let's be honest, the littlest one didn't have anything to do with it. So it's preying on weaknesses in people and brokenness and people who aren't doing things the way they're supposed to be doing them. And that's it. You can't reason with it. It's not like that. And it's horrific. Mm -hmm. I actually found there's a creature in this movie, let's say, that has antlers. I actually found because a lot of those sequences are in the dark, They're still pretty well lit, so you can still see what's going on. I thought it was pretty effective. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And there's a transformation sequence that is reminiscent of another transformation sequence from a movie called... Mm, Are we going to say American Werewolf in London? Okay. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that because I don't think... I like seeing a man turn into a monster. (laughs) <laughs> in a graphic way and this is super graphic right it's not i like to see a man turn into a monster <laughs> yes <laughs> interesting and this one does it in a really graphic way the same as american wealth in london does for sure it's a gruesomeish film but it's not it's on the lowdown isn't it this film yeah that's what i was saying like you get the feeling of reality based it's grungy it's real it feels heartbreaking and like the city the town is broken down and it's sort of like the new it or pennywise you know this the town is just yeah it's like it's dead like it has no you know it's silent and weird and grungy it's beautiful but it seems sad yes yes listen to you especially that like line of people where were they going into i think it was the methadone clinic yeah. yeah. I mean, it just seems sad. The whole place seemed... Yeah. If you like the aesthetic of Twin Peaks, this fits that Oregon town. Definitely. And it looks amazing. But then the horror creeps in, and feeling I had most in this movie was sorrow a little bit, and really sadness for this little boy. Oh my god, yes. Oh my gosh. So I explained sad. It, explain this boy's circumstance. Okay, so the, the father is making... Crystal meth in a cave or in a mine gets scratched or scraped or however this creature then sort of implants itself, goes inside of you. It then pubates. It grows inside of you until it's ready to bust out. So now the father has come home with the little brother who also looks infected. But the father being of some sort of, there's a glimmer of hope in him because he tells the, like the 12-year-old son, 
to lock him in the attic and no matter what you do, because he could tell something was fucked up, right? Like really bad. Yeah, leave me alone and Lock me up there. But then, and we don't have an explanation for the whole process, but at some point, the boy figures out the dad needs raw meat to survive. Yeah, or to transform, I guess. Right, so it goes back to the original thing. You know, it's just like this lustful greed of, wanton gluttony of whatever so it won't need anything else except for just like meat thus the cannibalism in the original story yeah and yes a couple of people are involved the child doesn't kill any people <laughs> but he brings the the brother and the father raw meat to I eat mean, the child's just basically doing what, yeah and he's just living what he thinks he has to do alone and you know you find out through near the end of the movie that the dad you know this is that was my old dad so now my new dad, which is like this reborn thing covered with antlers, that's why it's called antlers. That's my new dad, and he'll if I keep feeding them, he'll love me. It's so sad. It's, it's very so sad. sad. Yeah, and so sad. On the other side of the boy, there's the teacher. Mm-hmm. Our main character is played. It's a teacher, and her brother's a cop. Conveniently, he's the sheriff. Yeah, it's convenient though, kind of, that we've got a teacher who can look into the boy. And a <laughs> cop who can investigate. Are you picking on them? What's going on? Well, that part of it felt really written to me. You know, like convenience written. That's all right. I liked the brother and the sister because they were both messed up. Yep. My favorite line was when they were talking in the when the kid had been taken into the hospital place. Mm-hmm. And she's like laying all her stuff out there about her father who abused her. Apparently, yes. Very badly. And he looks at her, and she's laying it all onto him, like, you know, kind of in an angry way. What what is it? You don't know what he did to me. Yeah. You don't know what he did to me. Because she's saying, I've had to recover. I've had to get over all the terrible things. Yeah, and you're just fixated on you. What about me? I probably, you know, you don't know yet. What did I suffer? I really like that, because I was was like, oh, this guy was a monster. But it's unrelated to antlers. You mean their father. Their father. Yes. (laughs) Their father was an actual monster, right? Yes. The boy's father was also an actual monster, but not in the way that their father was. <laughs> Correct. So, that oh, I only yeah, just drew that it's parallel. Yeah, la- it's multi-layered. Yeah. And also, the director spoke about in the extras that this Wendigo thing also applies to, like, the natural world and, like, us doing bad to the planet and things like that. But I didn't get that from the movie. I didn't either. You have to go and look up the Wendigo and all its mythos to understand what the director was talking about. Correct. The boy doesn't know any better. His dad's sick. He kind of knows it's wrong, though, doesn't he? Because he doesn't say anything to anybody. You know? What would you say? My dad came home and is turning I, into I mean, as whatever. a kid, do you go to school and say, something's wrong at home, come and look? But... Here's the deal. We have to remember this child has been raised. They they make it very clear that this man has been in and out of trouble with the law yeah. about drugs, like for who knows how long, right? So this child's 12, his little brother is seven. Probably this child, and even the lady from the school says, you know, people claim to homeschool their children so their children don't come to school smelling of crystal meth or maybe giving secrets away or whatever. And so we have to now assume this child has been living with secrets his whole life. Yeah. This is just another thing. I mean, the interesting part for me was that his father was very caring. And like, you know, when he, you it know, even like at the it. beginning, when he was down in the mm-hmm. mine doing the crystal methane, and then he came out to check on his boy. 
and he handed him like some crystal meth and said, put that in the glove box, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's not really caring. That's but... not caring. <laughs> that's the part where you're like, oh, something's Ugh. wrong here. But he was like, also it's... like, hey, I've come out to see if you're all right. And well, th- there was a caring part. It felt like it. Yeah. But then he's going back in a cave to make meth while he leaves his seven-year-old son outside alone. True. So don't forget that part. It's nuanced, layered, definitely. Correct. And it's a slow burn, I think. As far as a horror movie, it's more, I'd say, like, 70% drama and, like, 30% horror, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't like that and you just want, like, something action-packed, it's not that. But it does get pretty crazy towards the end. There's full-on special effects going on. Oh, yeah, on and totally. I thought that the creature itself in the end part in the mine looked really good. Like, it was what I expected it to look like. Sometimes these movies don't pull it off quite well. You know, it's like a man in a suit. I mean, it had a little bit of video gamey look to it to me, but not too bad. Kind of stop motion-y slightly. A little bit, yeah. That also kind of fit with how weird it is. True. Because it's got antlers that, and it's got like still part of the dad's face on it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of drooping creepy. off. Yeah, it's really gross. Like, So you don't want to look at it close if you're squeamish. It's not quite as bad as a Dr. Pimple Popper episode, though. <laughs> I'd rather watch this than that. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's weird. Oh my God, that's funny that you'd bring her up. Yeah, it's very Hilarious. weird. I can watch any gory, <laughs> gruesome, anything. But if you put on Dr. Pimple Popper, I am out the door. I can't look at it. He's like, oh, God, oh, oh. Tell me when How that's How can over. you watch this? I'm like, because <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> Some viewers might not know what Dr. Pimple Popper is. What is it? It's a show, it's not actually pimple popping, it's a dermatologist who does, like, lancing of and removing boils and cysts and other things under people's skin. And it's very gross. Squeezes, she cuts them open and squeezes out, like, mashed potato, basically. It's great. Similar to this movie. <laughs> when the antlers go through people's faces true, and stuff. True, Yeah, that was another thing about this movie. It's brutal, the gore. Yes, and the sounds are really squishy and shit. When it hits you with the antlers, when somebody gets hit with the antlers, you're like, oh. Also, they're not afraid of, like, killing a kid. Correct. It's really pretty grotesque. Hardcore. Is there anything else? The way it looks can be a bit grimy and, like you said, foggy and dark a bit towards the end. Yeah, I like that, though. I did like the... I've got a thing about police lights in the fog. They look really cool. And I know horror directors know it looks cool too, so they do it a lot. If you're a fan of police lights in the fog at night, <laughs> this is a movie for You'll you. You'll get a dosage of it, for sure. So let's move on to the cast. We've got Kerry Russell as Julia Meadows. What did you think of Kerry? I liked her. I think she was really good. She made me feel like bad for her. But then the thing when her brother said that, like you said, she's... What happened was she was abused as a child when their mother died, and then she left and left the brother when he was just little, I'm sure, because she was not very old, just left him and moved to California. Like, that's we don't get a big, long story about it. We've just, he says one thing like, oh, is that what you taught him in California? And yeah, things change a lot in 20 years. You know what I mean? You could just put the whole story. It's enough. Yeah. So, but then we get glimmers of her past, and you're like, oh my God, she suffered, you know, abuse by her father, and it's terrible. And then he just reminds her, like, yeah, you're not the only one who suffered. So kind of, like, get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you get that vibe. And she really, 
She wasn't like the really broken down lady like from Land, right? Princess Buttercup, no. who was she's still just tough. infinitely devastated, like immeasurably broken, right? Yeah. This lady's like on the verge of taking a drink, which we can tell just from her looking at booze. That's a no-no. And she's kind of determined to fix her own thing. But then she clamors onto this kid who's like really suffering. And, you know, I thought she just did her. I was convinced she's she was really good. I was convinced she was a teacher, the way she interacted with the kids. There's mm-hmm. some classroom scenes. And we've also got Jesse Plemons as Paul Meadows. I really like Jesse Plemons. I know you do. He's from uh, Breaking Bad, if you don't know. Todd. Wasn't he called Todd? Yeah. So what do you think? What did you think of Jesse? He was also Fargo. He was fantastic in Fargo. Yes. I think it was really good. I mean, I'm I'm always on board with him. He just... He has a quiet thing about him. Yeah, like and he's... in this one, it's like he's also had problems. But his reaction, I guess... Because whenever the guy's trying to tell them about the Wendigo and he's just like, mm, you know, we don't believe in fictional things. And she's really on board. She's willing to accept because she knows how, like, she knows the truth about how horrible her father was. So she's kind of willing to take a leap on what this guy's saying. I don't know. That's how I got the vibe. And he, his way of coping with whatever abuse he suffered is to just constantly analyze everything. There's yeah. got to be a logical explanation. We cannot jump into this too quickly. You cannot just push yourself into the situation because we're all going to get in trouble because she goes to the kid's house. And he's like, you can't, you can't do that. Like he's saying, you can't break the rules like that, you know. So he's more closed up about it. So I, I thought they were both really good. He definitely has this like quiet thing to him. But every time I look at him in anything that he plays generally, I feel like he could just explode. <laughs> yeah. Like he seems very calm, but he's also got like a something inside him is going to. We've also got Jeremy T. Thomas, who plays the kid, Lucas Weaver. What do you think of amazing. this? Amazing. Best part of the movie. Like probably. how could you not traumatize this child by putting him in this movie? <laughs> because it's really sad. He has to be just sad and broken all the time. And he just seems like a sad bro. I'm sure he's a very yeah. happy kid, but the way he plays it. He's just, well, we hope. Yeah. And there's like bullying in this movie a bit. Of course, there's always a dickhead bully. Yeah, he is great. I think the best part of the movie. And uh, he's the only person on the cover of the movie, which is good. He should get top billing. Yes. We've also got Graham Greene, who plays the Native American, I would call him Native American plot splainer. Yeah, he does do the splaining. Splainer. Yeah, that guy. He um, tells you about. He's Mr. Exposition. Yeah, Exposition Man. There's always one in one of these type of movies. Correct. I did like where he was explaining the Wendigo, and the guy said, well, that's just a myth. He goes, to you, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, we believe it. Don't bring your shit over to me. (laughs) We believe it. So we've also got, it's directed by Scott Cooper. He directed Black Mass, which is a Netflix show, Crazy Heart, and Out of the Furnace. Crazy Heart was um, a movie with the dude. Do you remember? I don't know if you watched it. He's like a country singer guy. Yeah. Oh, I did not. Well, that's who Scott Cooper is. And what did you think of the directing of here? I think it was good because it's, like I said, it it doesn't give you what, it isn't what it appears to be. You know, even in the most crazy moments, it still just feels really grounded and like reality. So I like that. You know, I love Midsommar, 
right? Mm, I know. Well, that's an art house movie, isn't it? Kind mm-hmm. of, it's the horror art house movie. Now, this doesn't feel like an art house movie, though, but it does operate like a drama. It's weird. It doesn't feel like an A24 movie. It just feels like a mainstream horror movie to me. But then it's got this grounded feel. Yeah. It never goes too, I don't know. I wouldn't say cheap because that's not what it is. No. But it's in one location a lot, but it's really about the people rather than the creature. So IMDb reviews, what are those? IMDb reviews are on a website called IMDb. And you like to read the one stars because they're so funny. All right, let's get the one star people up here on this movie. All right, first guy who didn't like this movie says the trailer is the best part of the movie. Okay. That's all he said. It's not much of a review. The second one says, I'd give this a rating of less than one star. Kerry Russell's acting is atrocious. Always has been and always will be. There was never once in this movie that she was convincing. Disagree. Disagree. Thirdly, he didn't say a secondly, did he? Or did he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Thirdly, nothing, and I mean nothing in the movie, makes any sense. Nothing. Nothing. And then maybe third... Was, what, was it, okay, maybe they weren't watching the movie. They were on their phone or something stupid. Third guy says, I waited for two years, postponement after postponement. This kind of movie got shuffled around in the Fox but being bought by Disney thing. So it was postponed a few times. But then he says, they just hyped the fans up, which added to my disappointment. <laughs> well, boo-hoo. You were prepared to be disappointed? Charming. Exactly. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. <laughs> so extras, there are a few extras on this disc. We watched one about the Wendigo itself. Interesting. You could probably find out more about the Wendigo if you go to Wikipedia, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to give this movie a score. I'm going to give Antlers a 6 out of 10. Mm. I'm going to give it about a 7 because I really enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's the greatest story overall ever, ever, you know, but the Wendigo is what it is. And I like the way it's woven into these people's lives. And without any big, like, this is a big horror story, you know, anything like that. It's just kind of like on the down low. So I'll give it a high score. Well, I think six is a, you know, it's better than average, right? Yeah. And a good start to 2022. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Correct. So thank you to Disney and Fox for letting us review the movie. Next week, we're going to be looking at the movie Don't Look Up. Have you heard of this one? Yes, I think so. Did you look up? Are probably. you going to look up? I probably have. Have In you my looked life. it up? Yeah. No. <laughs> it stars um, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. Don't look up. Okay. All right. So we'll look at that next week. Movie recommendations. I am going on the theme of this movie. So I'm going for Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master, which uh, Jesse Plements was in. True. And I'm also going for the video game, not a movie, Until Dawn, which tells the exact story of this movie, pretty much. It just... It's the not, Wendigo. Yeah. It's the Wendigo story, and it also involves murders and some antlers. If you want this story in video game form, <laughs> play the game Until Dawn. And who doesn't? Who does not? And my recommendations for 2022, I'm going to the 90s. Da-da-da-da. And I'm going to give you more than two. Tremors. The Witches. I Love You to Death. Now, do you know what that one is? I Love You to Death. No, I do not. I Love You to Death is 
has got your Tracy Ullman in it. I don't and think I've seen it. Kevin Klein. So there's that. And then I've also got Joe versus the Volcano, Pretty Woman, and that's it. Do you understand the rules of recommending two <laughs> movies? <laughs> well, there's too many from the <laughs> 90s, and I didn't get through the 80s in one year. And so I'm going to make up for that. So Tremors, The Witches, Joe versus the Volcano, Pretty Woman, Woman. That's just a different movie, I'm sure. And I love you to death. And I think that just by saying some of these, it's not so much like a recommendation of something you've never heard of, but like, oh, the witches, right. Oh, that was creepy, right? Witches turning children into mice. Yeah. Like, it was a really diabolical <laughs> movie. So, and Tremors, a classic. Joe versus the Volcano. Tom Hanks, Pretty Woman. We know what that one is. I love you to death. Just one of those quirky little weird comedies, right? Yeah, I've only seen Tremors and Pretty Woman. The others I've not seen. Ah, oh, Joe versus Volcano. Right. No, I don't you think I've seen it. Try it out. Has it got Tom Hanks? Yes. yes. <laughs> He's I, Joe. I still don't think I've seen it. I might have seen clips, you know. Yeah. All right. So that is our recommendations. A Scully stuff. I have been playing a game called SnowRunner. Have you seen me playing a game called SnowRunner? Not that I recall. It's a game where it's similar to Truck Simulator, but you're in like the snow and the dirt. All right. And you've got to get like from one place to another. And it's really difficult to drive because of the conditions. You've definitely seen it. I don't think so. Oh, yes, I did. Okay. I didn't know that's what I'd it was. like a pink Jeep. Got it. Join it. So SnowRunner is a game for consoles and PC. And I would equate it. It's similar to the truck simulator game, American Truck Simulator or Euro Truck Simulator. But you're given a map and you're given a vehicle. And there are things to do on the map, like maybe there's a like a truck stuck in a swamp and you've got to figure out how to get the truck out of the swamp using your vehicle and a winch and that kind of thing. Or there's, you have to go and get some wood from a certain place on a trailer and take it to another place. Any journey in this, it's not like Truck Simulator. If you have to go one mile down the road, let's say, it's going to be a treacherous journey. There's going to be potholes, or you're going to get stuck in a swamp. Every single thing is like a puzzle of how you get from one place to another. And if you get stuck, your vehicle has a winch on it that you can attach to a tree or something and try and pull yourself out. Like a grappling hook. Yeah, like Jeeps have winches on them. You have to put the winch on a tree and then use the winch to pull yourself out of the ditch. Let me just speak for all the Jeep people. They don't all have a winch. Well, they do if they've bought the accessory pack, let's yeah, say. Yeah, but they don't all just have a magical winch. But what can happen with magical winch is you put it around a tree <laughs> and then you start winching and then the tree falls over because your tree's not big enough. It's like a puzzle. you got to get from one place to another. The map's all shrouded in like mystery at the beginning. You can't see anything on the map. And as you go through the map, it unveils all the things that you can do. First, you've got to explore the map. And like I say, every single road that you go down could be a disaster you could end up being stranded and there's no way out or there's one way you have to like collect these waypoints and the waypoints like start on the top of this mountain and then get down to the bottom but as you're going down there's mud that's like higher than your tires you got to figure out how to get through there if you like off-road vehicles lots of mud i know it's called snow runner but a lot of the maps have not got snow on them at all they're mud mostly mud it's a really good simulation of mud. There's mud everywhere. It flies up and everything. But is there mud? There is a lot of mud. There's also a lot of snow and you have to put like upgrades on your truck, chains on your tires, 
snow's even harder to drive on, as you know, if you've ever driven snow. I have, uh, many, many times. So that SnowRunner, the good thing about it is there's like a base game that you can buy, and then there's loads of DLC, like Season Pass stuff. So if you really get into the game and like it, there's a lot of other stuff for you to do afterwards. Kind of like The Sims, Sid Talk. If you buy the base game of The Sims and you start to get into it, you can spend a lot of money on The Sims, right? And get lots of... I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to you. I'm playing The Sims. Yeah, you can get lots of packs <laughs> to play and, you know, you can expand it all. And you can do that with SnowRunner. So that is SnowRunner. It's available on all platforms. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was the book of Boba Fett started this week, the new Star Wars TV show. Who's Boba Fett? He's a, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. bounty hunter extraordinaire. I think I'm required. I'm required to know who this person is. A so, fictional character. So this is Robert Rodriguez's style. He directed an episode of The Mandalorian and Jon Favreau liked him so much. He's, he brought him on to do this series of Boba Fett. What did you think of the first one? It was good. I don't. Th- I'm not the person who matters here. It's got the same production values as The Mandalorian. It sure. feels like it in that same vein. In fact, it even goes to be the same as when the credits come at the end. It shows you the concept art and everything like the others, like The Mandalorian mm-hmm. does. But you're getting to see the story of Boba Fett, and it's set. Oh, I found out Sid when it's set. Okay. It's like five years after Return of the Jedi. And Boba's been in the Sarlacc pit for five years before he breaks out. Okay. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Because if you ever watched Return of the Jedi, spoilers for a 30-year-old movie, (laughs) Boba Fett ends up in the Sarlacc pit, which is a big pit in the desert, which is actually a creature. And when you fall in it, there's no getting out, and it will digest you over a thousand years, and you'll just die a horrible death. Correct. Well, spoilers. Boba crawls out of the Sarlacc pit. Because he's a bad mother trucker. He really is. And you'll see in this first episode how badass the guy is. That's it. The book of Boba Fett. It's on for the next six weeks, I believe. We'll find out all about him. You know, Boba Fett's a weird character. He's really beloved and everything. But if you think about it in the original movies, he's probably on the screen for about three minutes Mm -hmm. maximum. Is it just people loved the way he looks? I don't know. I don't understand people. It's a weird one. So what's for dinner, Sid Talk? You asked me just as I was taking a drink of tea. Well, that's rude. <laughs> I was very inter- engr- engrossed in what you're saying. What were we having? Because today is New Year's Day. Yesterday was New Year's Eve. We got a little curry for we supper was- last night. And tonight we're going to mix all the leftovers together. Because that's what you do with curry. Because it does. it's amazing. And uh, that's what we're having. Leftover curry. Leftover takeaway curry. And it was delicious. The New Year's Eve takeaway curry was very good. It was. Now, I will say, I prefer the Navarro Korma, but because my our nephew is allergic to cashews and it's made with cashew cream, I didn't even want like him to breathe it because <laughs> I don't know how bad his allergies are. He's 25, but he still. He was over with He took us. a bite of one of them that I told them not to put cashews in, but then he's like, it might have it because I wonder if he started to feel a little, he gets that thing where his throat Gets itchy and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a minefield cashew it is. allergy. Well, any nut allergy, I feel for people. I do. It's just, uh, it's a drag. And so I do prefer korma, though. That's my very, very favorite. I asked for it not spicy, and it, hell, it nearly <laughs> knocked my head off. It's a little spicy. It was a little spicy. I don't think they understand sometimes when you say, like, 
low on the spice, they go, hmm, whatever. <laughs> yeah, pile, <laughs> pile it on. <laughs> so what is your advice? And we'll get out of it. Mm, my advice. Okay. So last year on the 1st of 2021, I went and donated blood in the middle of an ice storm, which right now we have ice happening again, by the way. If anyone cares about our weather. It's happening again. So yesterday I thought, well, in the year donating blood. I went to donate blood. I don't have a high enough hemoglobin today because he said, well, you can come back tomorrow. So I, I drank no tea. I got a smoothie that was loaded with kale. I got another smoothie or a drink that was loaded with vitamin C. It's silly me. I thought in one day I could fix it. I went today. I could not. So my hemoglobin is too low. We can't say you didn't try. Correct. I've got four pinpricks in my fingers. You know, I was all amped up to, and I went early. So I'm going to try again in a week. I'm going to keep trying because I actually enjoy giving blood. Some people will be like, but I really, really like it. And so I'll try again. I'll just eat raisins and molasses and shit all week because I, no, I won't be eating You just like getting those badges in the app. There is an app with badges, yes. <laughs> but I've already got the New Year's badge for They've giving They've gamified they giving do. blood. They have holidays, so if you give on any of the holidays, like I gave on Halloween once, so I got like the vampire badge, you know. And according to the app, I've done seven gallons, but I think it didn't have one of my things because it didn't have the app the first time that I donated. So I think something, some amount like that, some crazy, seven donations, not seven gallons, seven donations. So my advice is just give blood, right? I mean, seven gallons is a lot. <laughs> it is. I don't think it's just seven donations. <laughs> However much that is per donation, it's not a gallon. Just go see if you're eligible. They'll take your blood. They'll test your iron, and it, the pin prick hurts. The prick in the arm hurts. Sometimes they have to dig for your vein. I mean, suck it up though, because you know what your blood is for. When you're all feeling healthy and shit, and you're just like, "Ooh, gross! I don't want to give my blood." Well, someone else could be like dying in a hospital from a car wreck or a. Or a operation. It could be a child. If you have particular kind of uh, things in your blood, you your blood can be used for like the in a neonatal babies, like pre-early babies. My nephew's wife can give, her blood can be used for little, little babies because not everybody's can. Well, just imagine that. You've got a little baby or a grandbaby or a little niece or a nephew or brother or sister who's like needs blood because they're too new in the world and if nobody's giving it because they're all like, ew, gross, it hurts, I don't like it. Well, I mean, come on, I'm judging you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, it's scary. It can make you feel really weird because I've had some weird episodes where I was like, oh, do I even want to do, I mean, really bad. Like, had to pull a lawn chair out of the pile of lawn or the stack of lawn chairs at Dollar General once because I went to Dollar General after I donated blood. And I said, I'm going to have to sit in your chair. I was just like, I was getting that feeling, you know, the tunnel vision, like my hands got icy cold. I was just about to pass out. So I get it. It can feel weird and be a little scary. But one time you could actually contribute to someone else's life. Three people can benefit from your blood, right? I don't do a lot for society. <laughs> I don't donate a lot. I don't give a lot. I don't contribute. I'm not out there doing whatever the greatest of all the humans do. If we even have that, really, I don't know. So I figure if I give some blood to three people every few months, maybe one of those people will do something greater than I do. You know? It's possible. Gives them another chance, another day to just keep going. So donate some blood. That's my advice. Well done, Sid Talk. Let me Thanks. tell you about our website, ascully.com. You can go there and listen to the finest of podcasts. Well, the finest podcast that is called After the Show Movie <laughs> Podcast. 
You can also go to anchor.fm slash after the show, iTunes, Spotify, where else? Amazon Music, all the podcast places. You can go to all of them. You can email me, ascolyascoly.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't like you. Mm, that's not accurate. Maybe she does like you in 2022. I'm still getting used to it. I nearly said one. <laughs> and we're also on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. The socials. We're on the socials. YouTube, all those places. And I want to say, stay classy, the Wendigo. Very classy monster. Really? You reckon? Like I've said forever, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. Wendigo. Wendigo.